Blog Talk Radio. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to Book Journeys Radio. My name is Dr. Angela Loria. I am the founder of the Author Incubator and creator of the Difference Process for Writing a Book That Matters. And that's sort of a special show for you guys today. We are going to be talking with Sean Shuchuk. He is the author of Change Your Mind, Change Your Results, Number One Proven Success Strategies. Um, so I'm going to welcome Sean to the show, and hopefully he's right here. Sean, are you there? I am indeed. How are you? Good. Terrific. Thanks for being with us. My pleasure. So tell us about Change Your Mind, Change Your Results. Well, first of all, thank you. It's an honor to be here. Um, a number of years ago, I was working with um, some executive teams, and one of the things that really came out is um, the idea that uh, what we focus on is uh, definitely something that we tend to get or we tend to attract, perhaps. And uh, I was asked if to put something together. And I thought, you know, what better way to do it than to write a book? So uh, that's yeah. what ended up happening, and it's been, it's been fantastic. It's been a great ride, and we've impacted people all over the world and so uh, get emails to that effect that, all the time. Before we jump into that, and, and we'll want to get into the details of that process, but tell us now what the book is about. The whole idea is um, most people today are focused on what they don't want. And as I travel around the country and I have the opportunity to speak with people, I ask one question is, what is it you really want? And the general response is, well, I don't want to go broke or I don't want to go through a divorce. Or I don't. And most people don't know what they truly want. Once we establish what it is we truly want, then it becomes much simpler. We have a destination. We know the direction in which we're going. And so once we change that, that mindset, uh, focus, where we're going, the, the, um, the results follow because we know what that looks like. And, <clears throat> excuse me. And so the, the book is Change Your Mind, Change Your Results. The author who we're talking to today is Sean, which is S-H-A-W-N, Shuchuk. It's S-H-E-W-C-H-U-K. And um, as he's talking, if you want to check out changeyourresults.com, You'll, uh, you'll be able to see more about this and sort of follow along with the discussion. So you talked a little about um, kind of what inspired writing the book. What, what, what did you hope the outcome would be? What, what were your goals for the book? Well, I think it's, it's part of a larger picture. My very simple objective is this is, um, you know, I've, I've been told something when, uh, when it's, uh, you know, uh, my uh, good friend and, and the gentleman that wrote the forward for the book, Bob Proctor, he says the one sure thing is none of us are getting out of this alive. And when it's my time to check out, it's true. And when it's my time to check out, I'm not necessarily looking forward to that anytime soon, but um, I'm told that the, our life flashes before our eyes. And I really want it to be a movie worth watching in my case. So the best way I could possibly think of do that is to be able to positively impact as many people as I can. And the whole idea behind the book, behind the coaching, the speaking, and what I do, is to to have that impact. Yeah, absolutely. 
What before you wrote a book? Can you give us um, some of the before and after? How, how are things different after you became an author? Well, I mean, I talk about a story in the book about a point in time where, inside of about a three-month span, I I went from having what I thought was a good life. Um, this goes back a number of years. I mean, I had a good job and I had a house. I had some rental properties. I was married. And within about 90 days, I went from that to being bankrupt. Uh, I had no place to live. I very distinctly remember driving through one of the major cities in North America, going nowhere. I didn't have a home to go to, and I was driving a car that you know uh, the bank owned. Um, and I, it, it, that was a an aha or a realization for me. Like you know, um, things have changed. I've got to make a shift, and it didn't happen right away. Um, once I did make that decision, uh, things happened very rapidly, and I think that's a big key to it. So um, I've been doing this kind of stuff, working with people and helping folks um, to excavate their immense potential and then to, to execute on those goals and objectives for many, many years. And the whole idea behind the book, again, and, and I kind of to reiterate, I guess, um, was to be able to have a much broader reach so that we could, I could definitely positively impact more people. Mm. And has that happened? Has that has having a book helped you reach more people than without having a book? No question about it whatsoever. So give us no some question. kind of concrete example. How, how, um, what I probably, been able to do I probably on average get, um, I'm going to say between 15 and 25 emails every week. Uh, in our office from people all over, uh, U.S., Canada, mm. U.K., Australia, that have, that have read and been impacted by the message that's in the book. And that's one example. Um, I'm very often asked to speak at different events as a result of the fact that I've written a book and somebody's read it and made a recommendation. So is it working? Absolutely. Yeah, that's, um, that's fantastic. I think one of the things um, when people write a book is that very often they have an if you build it, they will come strategy, but they're really just expecting, you know, something random to happen and they don't have specific goals in mind of the types of things that could happen. And so I think those were great examples to help people make it concrete in their heads some of the things that they can be going for. You're 100% right, and I think what you just said applies to almost every aspect of life, business, or career. Mm. Right? If we're just going to sit there, and I say this in the book, you, you can't sit on, on the sofa with the sofa seatbelt on expecting it to happen or for, expecting it to fall from heaven. It, it's not going to happen. You really have to get up off your backside and, and do it strategically and do it the right way to make whatever happen happen, whatever it is, whatever that goal, whatever that objective is. Right. Yeah, and you, and, have I, one I mean, first. and you have to have one first, right? And I think that's the thing is just writing a book isn't the goal. Changing people's lives, impacting people, sure, that's a goal, and you can get more specific about how in terms of, you know, speaking or teaching or, or different ways you might do that. But I will tell you, you're very unlikely to change lives by having books, printing them, and putting them in your basement. So <laughs> possible but less likely. It's true. I, so, I'm very privileged. 
I get to work with some coaches, and a lot of folks have approached me over the last five years who are coaches and speakers and and, and authors, and they said, hey, listen, uh, we need some help. And I said, okay, how? What, what are you talking about? And it all came down to this. Most people today, and, and I reference coaches for a second or authors, they're not making money unless they're speaking from the stage or in front of a client. Mm-hmm. So we put together a program to help them build a product that they do once and they see a a cash flow come from it on a constant basis. Even when they're sleeping, they're making money. So I think it's important to start to see things from a different perspective. Sorry, you were going to say something. I interrupted you. Yeah, that's okay. This is sort of related to my question. What I was going to say is how have you gotten the word out about this book? I'm, I'm sorry, repeat that. How have you gotten the word out about this book? How, how do people find you? How do people find your book? Uh, if anyone's interested in, in getting a copy of the book, they can go to Amazon or Barnes & Noble or any of the big booksellers online. Um, you, can, uh, you can do it through our website at changeresults.com. Just click, click on the store button and, and order a copy if you want, whichever works best for, for those folks out there. Anyone that's interested on our website, the changeresults.com. There's free material, free audios, free ebook. People can go and get that. Great resources. And so, uh, but what have you found? And thank you for sharing that. That's great. But what have you found has been the kind of the most common ways that people find you, find your book? Is it oh, speaking? Is it just through you know, Amazon? How, how are people finding? So majority of of what I do today comes as a result of, yes, we do some advertising. I think advertising is a big part, or marketing is a better term. Matter of fact, we work with a lot of folks from a marketing perspective. The the other side of it is a lot of what happens today is a result of relationships, right? Mm -hmm. And if you take a look at this, I teach people this, you know, your your relationships um, are key to growth in business. If you think someone puts an ad in the newspaper and closes a multi-million dollar deal, that may happen once in a lifetime, maybe. But for the most part, that's not the case. Your network equals your net worth. So if we really start to understand that uh, it's so vitally important for us to build relationships, to build networks, to build opportunities as we go along, it's not that everybody out there we're talking to is... Uh, somebody that we're going to leverage for business. But everything happens as a result of those people in your life. So last week on the show, we talked a lot about building a platform, and that was really a platform of prospective uh, readers, people that would be interested in your topic and your content. But you're talking about a different type of platform. Um, how, How would you describe this? Are they partners, colleagues? Is this networking? What would you call this? I think every single person today that we come into contact with forms a part of that, that group. Yeah. Um, and right? if, you're, if you meet someone today and you go have a coffee, the whole idea behind that is you become acquaintances that progresses perhaps into uh, a friendship. And in your niche, and remember this for those people who are listening that are in business for themselves, uh, the smaller your niche, the larger your market. Mm. Right? Say so more when about you that. get when focused, you and you become known. So if you're a friend of mine and you happen to be having a conversation with somebody in your network, 
and they say, hey, I'm looking to talk to somebody about my business, about growth, etc. You're going to say, hey, why don't you go talk to Sean? He's the expert. Yeah, I think that's a really good extension of the idea of an author platform. We talk a lot about building your followers on Facebook and Pinterest and your readers of your blog, but also having a, a Rolodex of people that you connect with and recommend who might um, do, the same, do the same for you, not, not because it's necessarily a business arrangement, but because you're in each other's circle. I think that's an important part of an author platform that, at least on this show, we haven't talked about before. So that's really helpful. Listen, I'll share something with you. Um, I was asked to speak, and this is just one example. I was asked to speak at an event about two and a half months ago in a small town, um, and I'd been there before, but never from a business perspective. And I went, it was a world-class event. I was thoroughly impressed. I spoke for an hour from stage and, and was paid for it. And that came as a direct result of the fact that someone had read a copy of my book and made, a, made an introduction, made a referral. And subsequent mm-hmm. to this happening, and this I think is really interesting, um, I've probably started working from a coaching perspective with another half a dozen people. Yeah, that, right? that's the story is, right there. That's how business is built, in my opinion. Yep. And this is what I meant by the before and after stories, and I always focus on this in the show, and I don't get such good answers all the time, so I want to really focus on this, is the I'm going to guess, I'm just going to throw this out there, that before sure. you wrote the book and after, it's not like you became a smarter guy or really gathered all that much more experience before and after you wrote the book. But because you're an author certain bells ring and I don't exactly know why that is but getting that invitation to speak comes faster getting those phone calls to um, you know carry through on on actual paid work after you've done a speaking gig there is something about the credibility that comes along with being an author that oh, no, you don't I think I'm smarter <laughs> I mean, well, you tell me. You tell me. Was there something I'll tell you about... what I do think, and I'll tell you why I think it yeah. happens, what you're talking about. Uh, number one, um, I'm not necessarily a smarter guy. I mean, I spend a lot of time, money, effort, energy to ensure that I'm always growing and learning. But the idea of having a book, very simply, in my humble opinion, is this. In the westernized world, the United States, Canada, UK, Australia, all of us, we have this idea when someone has done something, because, there, yeah, there's lots of books, but by comparison to population, there's a very small percentage of people that are authors. Sure. So uh, I look at this, and people have this um, idea. And I'll be at an event, and I'll start talking to somebody and shake their hand, and they'll say, what do you do? And I tell them who I am, and I'll say I wrote a book. Or I'll say I'm a best-selling author, and they're like, oh. And there's a certain star thing to it. People have this star, right? oh, my goodness, you're a celebrity-type mentality. And so that's a big part of, and it's really interesting, right? People will pay you more money for whatever your service or product is if you're an expert. And when people say to me, well, what makes you the expert? And I say I wrote the book on it. They're like, okay. Okay, sold. He's the expert. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty powerful. And I think when people are looking at uh, investing in their book, whether it's investing in 
an editor or a coach or publishing services or whatever, they're thinking very often about how how many book copies do I have to sell to make this money back. Um, But if you look at the revenue that you have earned because of your book, how would you say it breaks down between direct book revenue and speaking gigs, coaching clients, consulting assignments, things like that? In all honesty, I think it's got nothing to do with direct book sales. Um, And I think the much larger percentage um, is definitely the fallout from it in a good way. So it definitely is coming from I'm going to go um, around the 80% mark, maybe even a little higher. Um, that's, that's the key, I think. The book is a credibility tool. If you're looking to become a New York Times bestseller, um, that's fantastic. But I think the days of, well, I don't think, I'm 100% confident, the days of a New York Times bestseller, um, although it may still hold a little bit of water, is dying. Mm. Right. The idea now is you, you become an expert as a result of what you've written. It could be a book. We just finished a course built around this book. So mm. then we go into way more depth. Right? And then on top of that, now that we have a course, we've got a program where we're certifying coaches to teach the material. Mm. So there's always ways to look at this. And I'm, I can kind of consider myself the maximizer. Ha. Right. All right. Tell us about it. Well, I'll give you an example of this. If you write a book today, great, you're going to sell a few hundred, few thousand copies. That's fantastic. At the end of the day, is the royalties really going to put food on your table? Ah, maybe a little bit. But if you took that book and leveraged it for coaching, and people see you now in a different light, you start to become known as a speaker as a result of the fact you've written a book. Look at some authors out there, by the way, who are fantastic authors. They may not be the great, greatest stage speakers in the world, but they get a lot of speaking engagements because of what, they, what they've written. Okay? Now if you had a book and you tie a course into it, you're leveraging the same stuff again, and you're able to impact right. that many more people. Now what if you took that same knowledge and you said to other folks said, hey, listen, you want to be a coach? We'll certify you as a coach to teach this material. So not only are you helping those folks create and build a business and build wealth, you're impacting that many more people as a result. Yeah, and so you call that maximizing. I call that repurposing your content. Um, Same, yeah. yeah, but I think that's a really great point is that, um, you know, there are there are lots of ways to take that same content, use it, expand on it, and grow it without inventing the wheel. For a lot of people, though, um, this is my coaching clients, this is a problem that comes up a lot, is that they have lots of different ideas and they don't necessarily want to keep working with the same content. So how have you been able to sort of focus? How did you pick the topic you were going to write about and and did you wrestle with different topics or niches or ideas? So uh, explain to me again, they have a problem repurposing 
they're they're uh, no no no. The problem is that they uh, they don't necessarily want to repurpose because they're on to the next idea and the next idea. The squirrel problem, the shiny mm-hmm. object syndrome problem. Well, I'm going to say this: if you look at truly successful people today, they have a maximum of three at any given time, a maximum of three areas of focus, so three initiatives. But they have a minimum of three sources of income. So whenever I'm working with somebody who's got the shiny, uh, you know, the shiny thing or the squirrel syndrome, as I call it, one of the things they say is every action step you take, is it congruent with your objective, which obviously you have to have first? And two, is what you're doing productive? And people say, well, of course. And I say, okay, well, let's take a look at it. Let's figure out what you do on an average day every 30 minutes and how much time you may have that you're not utilizing, that you're not leveraging. And then they ask me, what does productive mean? And again, it's very simple, and this is why we have to have that objective. If you're doing things that is, they're not moving you in the direction of your goal or objective, don't do them. It's very simple. Mm-hmm. Um, there are people who are doing, you know, they, they're fantastic coaches, authors, speakers, but they're doing the job of somebody they could pay significantly less to do that, right? Right. And we have this mentality, and it, it is definitely an entrepreneur, entrepreneur syndrome, where if I don't do it myself, it's not done right. So we don't want to relinquish anything. Um, and I think that's a big point. So folks need to understand three, three focuses. Yeah, there are so many opportunities. I'm faced with them every day. People present stuff to me. Stuff shows up on my doorstep, my office. There's phone calls. There's emails. Uh, people drop, drop stuff off with my assistant. That doesn't mean I pursue all of them. I may put something on the back burner and pursue it down the road. As a matter of fact, I said yeah. to one of my team members this morning, we're going to do this. We've saved the, the URL to build this specific website, um, and here's the format we're going to follow, but that's not going to be till probably January of next year because there's enough on my plate. Right. So I and think so- that's key. Yeah, I think that's really, I think that's great advice. So let's talk about being focused in the process of writing a book. How long did it take you to write this, and how did you really focus on that task? Because for a lot of people, that's the first big obstacle they have to get through. Um, yeah, you know what, I think it was uh, maybe something I created in my own head first, that it was tougher than, than it actually ended up being. Uh, it probably took me just shy of a year to actually write the manuscript. And I um, mean, don't get me wrong, we went back and forth with a few edits for, for a few months, but the idea behind this is that you set aside a certain amount of time specifically for writing, right? And there's a format. We've, I actually developed a format about a year and a half ago um, where we've worked with a couple people now who wanted to write books and how to do it in, in significantly less time because we get overwhelmed. It's like setting a goal that's, that, that we can't fathom. If the most money you've ever made in your life is 50000 a year and you set a goal for next year to, at a million, chances are you aren't going to achieve it because you don't, know, you don't understand it. You can't grasp it. We need to break it down mm-hmm. into bite-sized pieces, something we can chew on. And the same thing applies to your book. If you're going to write a book, you've got to be able to grasp it, understand it. And so we break it down. But when you do that and you set a certain amount of time aside on a daily basis or every two days um, and you have a goal in mind, 
and yet, you know, the idea behind a goal is, is to achieve it, obviously. Yeah, and you said we. So who helped you in the process of writing your book? Who was the we? Well, I, I use we a lot because we have a team in our office, um, and I have some amazing folks that have worked with me. I've got a young lady who, and I mentioned this, and I, I thank her at, at the front of the book. She helped me immensely when it comes to uh, to some of the edits, edits and and the uh, you know I'm the type of person that when I write, I, it's it's a mind dump. I just put it on paper, and so she took it and and uh, you know made it look like it should uh, from a layout <laughs> standpoint and that kind of thing. So the the content is mine. I wrote it. Um, but I mean, don't get me the wrong way. I had I had some great help and support in on the flip side of that to uh, make it into what it is today. Terrific. And so then, once the manuscript was done, uh, how did you decide how you were going to publish? And then talk about the publishing process. Well, you know what? Um, I encountered some interesting times when we when the book went to went to uh, the publisher. And I'm going to say this um, to anybody that's looking to write a book, um, really be aware of who you're working with from a publishing standpoint um, because the one thing you do want, I don't think it's an overly difficult process, um, is you want to make sure that it is a smooth process. You want to make sure that it comes out looking good, that it's professional. You want to make sure that it is on the major websites like the Amazons and the Barnes and Noble and you know uh, chapters Indigo in Canada and some of the other ones in different you know other countries. But uh, you really want to ensure that you have a publishing company that's going to help you with that. Just having a book that's bound doesn't mean anything because how do you get it out there? You need to have a broad, a much broader reach when it comes to being able to market. Um, and I think that's really important. Um, so from a publishing standpoint, there's a few different models, as you probably know. Obviously, there's the traditional model where you're given an advance and you know, likely paid um, a very small amount for royalties. Um, there's a self-published, which means you can probably go to Kinko's or something like that and do your own thing. Um, and that one is probably the least I recommend because in most cases when people do that, you can tell that's what's happened. Yeah. Um, if you really don't have anyone that can back you as a publisher that will take you on, it's becoming rarer and rarer that a publisher does because it, that, it's, it's an interesting, you know, there used to be an, a great many uh, traditional publishers. There might be four today, and they keep right. uh, amalgamating and buying each other out. But I think what's important from a book standpoint is the, the organization that you're working with, uh, can they offer you what you need? Maybe it is somebody to sit down with and you do a mind dump onto an audio and somebody that can take that and and put it on paper for you. Uh, maybe it is an editor, maybe it is the, the graphics person or layout person, uh, and then maybe it is someone that's going to help you with marketing who's going to ensure that it gets uh, put up around the world. And I mean, there's so many different aspects to it. So from a publishing standpoint, um, I would strongly urge folks to explore their options and as a matter of fact, you know, one of the things I've been working on for the past few months is bringing somebody on board that I can work with and we can do publishing because I think there's a market out there and a lot of folks that don't know or understand uh, what those options are. And there are some good yeah. ones, and obviously there's some, I'm certain, so in any industry. Who did you publish with? Um, this went through TAG out of, uh, out of Texas. 
Okay, and so there was a financial commitment from you in exchange for their services. Was there also a um, well? There's, there's share? a certain part of this I'm not going to get into with you from a contractual standpoint, um, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't I don't think that's a, that's a fair thing to uh, to delve into at this point in time. Um, there was uh, some commitment on my part, and there was some commitment on their part. Uh, there was a shift. Uh, midstream for me that kind of shifted direction from a publishing standpoint that we took. I think the important part here is is that um, we've got an amazing book that did come out, and um, the flip side of that coin is, um, you know, the 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 idea of publishing a book for a lot of people is daunting, and I think the biggest part of that is is getting the ideas on paper and something that's marketable and something that people are going to want to buy and read. Right. So what would be, in our kind of last minute, what would be the one piece of advice you would give people about um, deciding how they're going to publish, whether they're going to self-publish, use a traditional publisher, or find some other model in the middle? What's, what's the one key piece of advice you wish you had before you published this book? I think one of the keys to, to putting this together, uh, and I think there's two things, if I may be so bold as to say this. One, if you have an idea, get it on paper. Just put it down. Don't worry about punctuation or sentence structure or paragraph or chapters. Get it on paper. Secondly, when it comes to publishing, um, if you have a name behind you, you've been around for a while speaking in that, you may be able to get one of the big ones to give you some kind of a small advance, but typically it's relatively small, like a $10,000 type thing. It's not something you can live on. Um, what a lot of folks are doing today is doing, uh, and you kind of referenced this a minute ago, is a hybrid model um, where there is some kind of a small commitment on their part, but the, the publisher helps them from a marketing standpoint um, to put together uh, you know, PR packages. And the one thing I think that probably I wasn't aware of that's so vitally important is find yourself a publicist, somebody that can help you uh, get your name out, that can get you in front of uh, different forms of media so that there is attention drawn to, uh, to your publication. Terrific. Great advice. Um, terrific to have you on, on the show. The author is Sean Shuchuk. His book is Change Your Mind, Change Your Results. Thank you so much for being with us, Sean. Thank you. It's been an honor. And we will be back next week, Changing the World, One Book at a Time.